The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. If you're building, buying, or selling a home, the real estate crew's got news for you at the Real Estate House Party. With attorney Rick Carter. Real Estate House Party. Paralegal Kathy Holsthausen. Real Estate House Party. Come in, have fun. And comedian Tony V. <laughs> now, here's real estate attorney Rick Carter. Welcome and thanks for joining us here on the Real Estate House Party. We've got Kathy Holtzhausen and we got someone who's a lot funnier than Tony V. Oh, uh, uh, don't nice. say that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will drive up here. I so know the we funny will. thing is, Tony says he's golfing, but it is pouring, pouring rain. rain out. He's kind of like Don Gavin when he said he had to catch a plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to catch a plane. Well, not today. Yeah. <laughs> they see him at the bar like hours later and they're like, I thought you had to catch a plane. He goes, not today. <laughs> you, think, you think Tony's, he's not one-timing us, big-timing us, is he? Since his uh, Fenway Park. No, he, he still loves us. All right, still loves us. You still have to hold on to your core group, Tony V, the, the, the people that made you. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. Yeah. So I guess he's golfing with the Dropkick Murphys today. Wow. So, so maybe cool. he's um, at least hanging around with them. But right, I'm guessing right. they're not golfing in right. the rain like this. So this is what I'm thinking we're doing without Tony V. So without his knowledge, without, we're probably not going to get as much real estate on as we'd like. Mm-hmm. But first five minutes, we've got to recap maybe what to get the buyer ready. Sure. That's for, my favorite for subject. For closing, I know. So just five minutes because we get a lot of question asked. Luchinapi. Okay. Right? So here we go. And, and, and Luke can probably chime in. I was thinking about that. You, you wear a lot of hats. We could have you on for about seven different programs. You start off as a lender, title insurance. Yep. Mortgage insurance. Right. And uh, now he's a potter. No. <laughs> Aren't you? I am. I have been for not 11, a, not 11 a, years. Not a yeah. potter. But a, yeah, but even in between, you uh, mass mortgage president for a while, right? Yep. President of mass mortgage bankers. Always been involved with the trade associations. You know I didn't know do you that. Know he's the New Hampshire elect. Oh, I didn't. Yep. For what? Um, for the mortgage bankers. Mortgage oh, bankers. yes. Okay. So we get yep. a lot of stuff. So New Hampshire. Yeah. That, that's new for you. It's part isn't of my it? territory. Okay. Yep. I cover um, Maine, New Hampshire, um, Massachusetts, and upstate New York. Okay, that's awesome. I just knew you as a, a fun guy that we used to run road races together <laughs> and, dr- and drink beer. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know you was so talented. <laughs> No, well, the first time we met Lou was when we went into Stone and Co-op, right? That's Way right. Way back when. You still laugh about that, right? That was hilarious. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here comes wow. Rick Potter coming in, <laughs> yeah. asking to get business. He never saw an attorney do that in his life. <laughs> all, the, all the stuffy Redding brokers were like, uh, uh, Redding oh, attorney, yeah, yeah, yeah. attorneys yeah. were like, who does that kid think yeah. he is? He's actually asking for business? That's, yeah. Yeah. So, every time Lou You were a trendsetter back yeah, then. I, I was. He I absolutely was. was. <laughs> he, he was a trailblazer, yeah. and he scared he me was. to death. Yeah. And now here we are. So. Yeah. And we're still terrified of him. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. You might be, but I'm not. <laughs> Lou, you're not terrified. All right. So here we go. Real quick. So we always get the same, I guess, tips we got to give buyers. Right. So we, I figured for... Four or five minutes, we'll throw them out. Uh, one thing is I always tell, and, and Lou, you can chime in on a lot of these too. One thing I always tell buyers when they're buying is they should make sure their house has no open building permits on the property. Uh, the reason I, I, had a, I had a client the other day who said, oh, I'm selling my house now, but I want to use another attorney and another broker from who I used when I bought. I go, why is that? Because when I bought the house, I didn't know there was open building permits. I went in and made some renovations 
and the town went freak, freaking out on me and said, well, these permits were before me. The guy ended up costing about $15,000 in repairs to close out those those permits. Can I ask you a question? Sure. The, the lady in, is it Malden, that had, you know, it was a five-bedroom and then it went oh, to yeah. a three-bedroom? Yeah, yeah. Were those open building permits? No, they never, that's the problem. They never got permits on it at all. Oh, okay. So, so different subject. Different subject, yeah, but it's a good point there. So uh, I do try to tell buyers that too. That's a good point. Related to that, when you're having your home inspection done, you might want to see if there's been work done on the property where no permits were pulled. Right. So that's my first tip. Second tip, if you're buying a multifamily, um, and I'm going to ask you this in a while if we can get mortgage insurance on multifamily, but make sure it is zoned as a multifamily. How's that? Right. Um, and make sure that everything is in compliance with the with exactly. the city or town that you're buying in. If because they're saying you're, you're buying a two-family, you might want to make sure the building department Says it's a two family because exactly. I've had that before. We've had that. Like, oh what? no, it's a um it's a one family with right. an in law, which is right. different than a two right. family, right. or it's it's really zoned as a one family, but they didn't pull building permits right. Right. and they right. made like a illegal um, the situation, second situation I ran into was the assessor's office was always building them as two family. Right. And they went over I don't think the building department and assessor's office kinda liked each other, so so my people went over and the building department says the assessor's department doesn't make that call. We make the call. It's not a two-family. Right. All right. And so then you cu- you're stuck in a quagmire because right. what did you just buy or right. what are you right. intending exactly. on buying? Exactly. exactly. Condominiums. Got to make sure you read all the condo docs. Right? And the thing is, it's your responsibility as a buyer to read those con- their yeah, bylaws yeah. and regulations and I rules. I mean, I'd want to know. And the budget. And you can you see. You said your son's thinking of probably buying. I mean, if he's buying a condominium. Uh, you probably want to know if there's some special assessments coming up down the exactly. road. Without a doubt. And the other thing is you want to know if you can have a dog, right, if there exactly. are certain breeds. Right. Or you want to know where your parking spaces are. I mean, an attorney can read them for legal reasons, right, you know, right. cause, um, but, but these are personal reasons. Right. for Can you, can you um, adapt to these rules and regulations? Right. right. We can have Renee Carter read the ones that are recorded at the registry. To, but, for review and point out like different but, yeah. things. But that they might, might not get the condominium meeting minutes, which talks right. about. Well, it. and you know, can you put a flag outside? Right. Um, can you do any renovations to the outside of it, or you know, put a new deck right. on, or what? Whatever. It's all those things that are personal, right. not necessarily legal. Flood insurance. <laughs> Got to make sure you don't need flood insurance. And you say every. Yeah, usually you know if your your property needs flood insurance or not. But we had one in North Andover. Um, it was kind of an obscure spot, and the guy was floored he needed flood insurance. It was an extra $3,000 a year yeah. that he didn't know about yep. that the lender finally told him. I don't think the seller knew about They might have wanted to disclose that. Uh, let's well, the see. seller didn't have flood insurance? Yeah, exactly. Because some people don't have mortgages on the property. Well, right. And then if they uh, rewrote the, the flood maps several years ago, okay. Right, right, so that, right, that's yeah. a legitimate They wouldn't be concern. required to have the flood right, insurance right, right. if they didn't exactly. have a mortgage. So. Right. Here's one. Uh, I would identify anything you think staying with the property. If it's a close call, you'd want to include that in the You know, we talk about fixed and not fixed. Right. Um, a, a built-in bookcase is fixed. Right. But there's times where um, I want to take the chandelier. Is that a fixture or not a fixture? Um, and replace it with something else. So you have to have those discussions. We had one where uh, the buyer was doing his walkthrough, and the kitchen island's gone. Because it's removable. It wasn't a fixture. he didn't know it was removable. He thought it was attached well, to it. Well, right. <laughs> so so, he thought it was a part of it. So. so it's conversations that you need to have. Right. Mm. Speaking of conversations, and I know we're flying through this because we want to get to your stuff, Lou. But 
if you've negotiated something with the seller, you might want to tell the your attorney to well, put you, in the purchase yep, sale. Yep, you talk to the brokers, make sure they convey it because, he, again, Rick can review the purchase and sale agreement for all the legalese, but he doesn't know that you agreed to leave the refrigerator. Right. And then if it doesn't make it from the offer to the purchase and sale agreement, you got a problem. We one guy the week before the closing said, so what is the seller going to do about the knob and tube wiring? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did never, you guys you discuss this? You never told us this. Yeah. Because all oh, the seller told me it was going to take out all the knob and tube wiring. I said, well, you know, no one was alerted to this. And, yeah. you know, so you got you to let us know that stuff there. Simple as that. All right. Make sure you're vigilant with your mortgage. Maybe this might be the last thing we can talk about. Mortgage, your mortgage application, financing. So the purchase sale tells you what you have to do. You have to apply for the loan within two days. You, you're capped at how much you can borrow for. Uh, you got to be... Get all the documents in a reasonable time frame. Um, you got to comply with all that. Yeah. If you don't get your mortgage, uh, then you're going to be asking for your deposit money back. But a seller's attorney is going to say, well, what did you do? Did you apply on time? Did you do this, this, and this? You and got some us- buyers fight back. I've already given my lender that stuff. That is a stupid stand because if you've already given it to them and they've asking for it again, that means it's lost somewhere. Right. You just resend it. Right. Or, or more often than not, what happens is um, they've given the documentation for the pre-qualification. Now they found a property. Now they're moving forward. Well, that documentation is um, beyond old. 90 days. Right. It's too right. old. Right. They need it updated. Right. Right. So right. don't fight your lender on it. Right. Don't just fight your lender on just anything they're they asking. Right. And they say, I don't know why. I lived at that property 20 years ago. Well, it showed up on your um, credit report, and they're asking about it. Right. We, we, I don't know why I need to do that. Well, you yeah. know what? If they're asking and do, you don't do it, do they do you're it? not getting the loan. Do they do it with that voice? Well, some people do. <laughs> and what happens a lot of times is the documentation is still within 90 days, but the closing is past 90 days. Yeah. So the lender wants to be proactive and be ahead so they're not asking you for things last minute. So right. just get them what they need. Just right. stay on course yeah. and keep, keep an eye on the house. We like had keep one, an eye on your financing. We had one lender come in and uh, their borrower's explanation why they didn't think they had a, uh, didn't have to do it was because their grandmother didn't have to do it when she applied for her lawn. <laughs> In the 1950s. But my dad, my dad said I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, or um, there's a lot of millennials that are yeah. listening to their dad. Well, who's your dad? Yeah. <laughs> what are his qualifications? People yeah. forget that concept. You're asking someone for five hundred thousand dollars, right? They might want to check you out a little yeah. bit, right? A little bit. <laughs> right. So yeah. you got to go with that in mind. It's not 2001. <laughs> you got to keep an eye on your financing date. If you don't have your financing in on time. You might want to get an um, extension on that. Hold on. You skipped over the one. Um, you've got to make sure that you don't change jobs. We're going to. Yeah. Yep. So. Don't change jobs. Don't buy a new car. Don't buy new <laughs> furniture. Wait till after the closing. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Don't go to Jordan's Furniture. Nope. We've always heard that one. Yeah. You know that one. When the guy, the, the wife was so happy. She says, we got approved for our loan. Yeah. Went down, got $25,000 worth of furniture. No longer got approved because they they check this. They do right up to the yep. last minute almost, right? right? And it you could also, be the wife or the husband is so happy and wants new furniture, right? Right. <laughs> right. In this particular case, I didn't mean a stereotype, but in this particular case, she was so happy to get it. They they st- they call um, most lenders call your employment do employment verification again like right. twenty four hours before the closing. Exactly. So um, you must get that all the time. People they decide to make a move on their v- employment. 
few weeks beforehand. And the thing is, if you know you're going to do it, you say, Lou, um, I'm thinking about changing my job. And depending on how they stand financially, right. you'll say, well, that's not a problem. Right. We can work through it at same job, same line of work. And exactly. Sa- Different same company, salary. Or maybe you're going to be, you're leaving for a higher salary. It makes yeah. sense. But some people will leave a job and now they're going to start their own company. And right. They haven't closed and that's on their crazy. Right. Right. Not, right. Right. Not right. You they want to sell. T-shirts yeah. at Hampton Beach yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and abandoned. Okay, yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. All right. And this last one is usually a Kathy Holtzhauser question. Um, You've got to make sure you have the money in your account when you're about to buy the property. I've had more people say, well, I can't get that money. It's in a... Um, like a Schwab a, account. Yeah, a fine, uh, somewhere yeah. in the Midwest, and they don't wire money out. Mm-hmm. So you have to know in your head... Um, uh, um, pretty much how much you need to bring at closing time. You need to make arrangements to get that money. So one, one of our buyers was buying. Right. And he's giving me a hard time about closing on a certain day, but then he said, oh, and by the way, I'm not going to have the money. I go, then, uh, then you're not going to be closing <laughs> right. on Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they don't understand that they need liquid funds to give us certified funds. And as you move money around... Paper trail, document Without every a doubt. transaction. Right. Without when a you're doubt. taking it out of Fidelity and putting it into your savings account, document that transaction. Make sure you have that paperwork for your lender because they're going to need it. Right. Yeah, because they're not only looking at what you're taking out. Is why, why do you all of a sudden have a $10,000 bond? Exactly. They need, right. they, they're required you know, by Fannie and Freddie to document all of that and make sure they look at and it. And the so. other thing that the lenders do um, is if you have $50,000 in a Bank of America account, and you need to bring $50,000 to the closing, they're looking to make sure that you took it out of the verified bank account, Yeah, the, that Bank of America. It's not didn't miraculously appear in a different account or yeah. something like that. Someday we're going to bring Molly on. Molly, we're going to bring her on. I forgot about Molly, but she was an App. She was. She this goes down her- as the worst borrower in so, the history of Carter Law. Have her on here on what not to do. How's that? And Molly's probably not her real name, but she didn't know she had to be at the closing. She called- didn't know she needed three hundred thousand dollars in liquid cash. <laughs> didn't know she needed a license. Didn't know. So at, at- she says you need to call my father on that. Yeah. So I was looking for the three hundred thousand dollar check. She goes, "What check?" She goes, uh, "I said, you know, you're buying a house. You know, I don't know." Well, first of all, she, yeah, she didn't know. She, she's like, I work. Yeah, I was driving all <laughs> I day. love that line. I, I was driving her all day around Rhode Island. I had to go home and take a nap. Yeah. I go, oh, boy. And then I she, work. And then she forgot her check. She says, well, I'll just call my father. He'll send it over. So I, can, I said, I see where the problem lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we did pretty good. We got yeah. through a lot of it. And so. then, the, and then the, we'll leave you with, if you ever have any questions through the mortgage process or you know, closing on a purchase, you're the buyer, call us. It's, right. we're, we're all very educated in this system. You've been doing this for a while. A couple of years, couple yeah. Of years. yeah. Yeah, but we have a, a great staff that everyone knows what's going on, and if they don't, they ask somebody else. Right, yeah. So, I mean, when you think about it, the whole mortgage buying a home, that process is very daunting. It, it's yeah. overwhelming for most people. I was in the business when I bought my home, and it was still overwhelming. So you can imagine someone right. who doesn't do this for right. a living. Right, right, right. It can be. So really, depend on your team. You've got to put your team together and depend on no, those right. people and, Without and a reach doubt. out to them. Without a doubt. That's a great needed. point. We always say that. Put the team together very early. You've got to get your lender early. You've got to get your attorney early. You've got to get your insurance and the company thing early. Is like pretending, your home pretending everything's just going to happen without you is a misconception. Right. We have people that want their purchase and sale reviewed, and then they say, 
I haven't heard from Attorney Carter. Well, if you want to employ us as your buyer's attorney, you should pick up the phone and say, I'm buying 123 Main Street, and can you review my purchase and sale agreement? Right. So they always feel like they have to blame someone else or you know, just kind of shirk their due. Not everyone, but yeah. a, lot of broke, a lot of buyers. And then they want to know why things are falling through the cracks. Yeah. Plus, they also got to remember kind of time management. Uh, you might not hear from us for a while after the purchase sale sign because there's a lot of stuff going on that they're not involved in. Right. It doesn't mean we're not working on it. Right. All right. So... Luchinappi. Hey. From great, Arch Insurance. Great to be here. Luchinappi from Arch. Arch. Is, is there an R yeah. in Arch? There is an R in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rick, Ricotta. I know. Sorry, I, know. I had to do it. I know. You've been getting rid of your uh, Massachusetts accent. I know. I drive a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle for you to say know, that, it isn't is. it? Yes. I got to yeah. hear our Australian producer say car. I drive a car. A car. Yeah, nice. so she's pretty close. I thought yeah. you were going to ask her to That's say something people... else. Yeah. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> she will. Cassie, not on the air. No, she, no. Because no. she will. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's yeah. why no one notices my accent around here. Because Australian to Boston, if you were going to pick any no, American right. accent right. to be close, it, yeah, yeah. we say car. We, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. people go, oh, you're yeah. from Australia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. mate. You, yeah, you, you may as well be from Quincy. Pack the car. I have a cousin who's from... Arlington as well. And he's, Arlington? But he says he's changing now where he's actually saying the R's now. I Arlington. Said, I said, why are you doing that? It sounds that? Goes, unnatural. Oh, so, I know. I, I, well, I try to say my R's, but then once I'm three IPAs into it, <laughs> the R's are gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it all goes back to where you're, where you're from, huh? Yeah. All right, let's talk about, let's talk about mortgage insurance. Okay. <clears throat> mortgage insurance, to me... Um, I like mortgage insurance, and a great example is around here, and you, you can uh, probably talk a lot more about this than me, but someone, and when we started, all our parents said, oh, you have to have 20% down. Right. All the lenders would tell you to have 20% And people down. still think that. A lot of people do. Yes. We, we did a survey, and I think um, there was something like 62% of homebuyers thought they had to have 20% down to buy a home. And right, so they wait, true. wait, wait, wait. You, could, you can buy a home now with as little as 1%, 3%, depending on who your lender is and, right. and, and you know what program you're getting into. Um, there are some 100% financing programs, so... Um, you know, there's a lot of options for home buyers, and in the Northeast, home prices are so expensive, and down payment is the biggest obstacle to home ownership. Right. So, you know, we really try to come up with a lot of different programs that are going to help people get into homes so they can start building that equity and generational no, wealth. No, you're right, because I, th- I think yeah. you hit on it. So, maybe a few years ago, if you were buying a five hundred thousand dollars house, twenty percent, you would have had a hundred thousand dollars down. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids don't have that hundred thousand, so they might have stayed on the sidelines. Uh, they didn't buy that five hundred thousand dollar house. Uh, now that five hundred thousand dollar house is worth seven fifty. Right. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but if you'd bought the house, used what you had, taken the mortgage insurance, I, I know it's extra money a month. Right. But now prices have jumped up that much. You're yeah. now in the house. Right. right. And now mortgage insurance is very different. Like a lot of you talk about millennials talking with their parents about you know buying a home, and parents say, "Oh, you got to put twenty percent down because." Years ago, private mortgage insurance was so expensive right, because right, right. we were just looking at a chart and, and looking at the down payment and figuring out what the payment was. Now, Plus, you, we t- look, you talk we about it's risk-based now. It's all point. risk-based. We look at 17 different attributes on that borrower. Like it, what? Like credit. We look at... Um, 
uh, down payments, obviously one of them, uh, credit, number of borrowers on the loan, two borrowers, you know, is less risk than one borrower. So there's, there's 17 different pieces of information that we're looking okay. at, like the type of property that it is, um, you know, where the property is and all that. So, um, Private mortgage insurance is so inexpensive nowadays. It's cheaper than it was pre-pandemic um, because properties are performing, particularly in the Northeast where, you know, where we are, which is great. So you can really get into a house and pay very little for private mortgage insurance, and it's going to get you into that property so you can start building that wealth and, and um, that equity in the property. Yeah. Like Rick said, it's really important for people so to be able to. So cost-wise, you don't have to tell us what arch charge and all that, but uh, just want to know if there's a couple different programs for that. You either pay it monthly or just... I was going to ask, yeah, like, which is the best, there's several most popular payments. You can pay it upfront or you can pay it monthly. Um, most people do do it monthly because monthly private mortgage insurance is so inexpensive now. Right. Um, if you have good credit and, you know, a decent down payment, you could probably pay as little as $50 a month for private wow. mortgage insurance. Or in that. some cases... Um, less than $50. You're kidding me. You see it all so the time. So that like blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, it's very inexpensive. So um, a lot of people are doing um, private mortgage insurance and they're paying it monthly. And the other thing is when you're doing monthly private mortgage insurance, once you do reach that 80% equity, you can go to your servicer if it's an owner-occupied property and apply to have that MI dropped. Which so, is- so tell us about that because everyone always asks me that same question. So what are the different ways you can get rid of the private mortgage insurance without having to refinance? All right. So if you are living in an owner-occupied single-family property, we'll talk about that, and you um, purchase the house, you put a down payment, and then you make payments and the loan naturally amortizes to 78%, that private mortgage insurance is automatically going to drop off the property. Automatically. Automatically. So you don't have to petition them at all? Nope. You don't have to do anything. So they actually... Um, a proactive exactly. 78%, it's gone. It's gone. It disappears. The servicer takes care of that. If you, if, When you feel you're at 80%, you can go to your, your servicer and say, I feel like I'm at 80% LTV. They'll do several, you know, there's several different things that they may have to do, but um, then they may drop the private mortgage insurance. So that really is, is worth your while when you think. But and you it, can do that if, say, you made principal payments on the property. Yep. Um, You've made major improvements to the property that have brought it to an 80% LTV. You but can, they'll charge you for an appraisal fee, right? In some cases, or in some cases, they'll just do a, a broker's price opinion. In some cases, they'll use the previous appraisal. Um, one of the trends that we're seeing now, um, which happens very often, is people will buy a home. They'll have 20%, but their lender will encourage them to put 19% down. Right. And the reason for that is they're going to get a better interest rate on that right. loan that they're right. going to have for that 30 oh, years. okay. So at 19% down, once you make a few payments, um, you could be at that 80% and apply to have your MI dropped. Oh, yeah, because yeah, so that's a tricky. Of, yeah, that's a very, very good trick. So yeah, um, a lot of lenders are doing that now, and it, and it's more advantageous for for borrowers. So what they're doing, just because I love that tip. Yeah. Uh, Instead of putting the 20% down, put 19% down, get the mortgage insurance, pay the X amount of dollars a month. Offsets the interest rate exactly. differential there. And then, you know, once you're at 80%, you can apply to have that MI dropped, but you're left with that lower interest rate for the life of that loan. And even at 1%, you wait to 78% where it automatically... It'll automatically can- drop off, correct. Okay. Yeah. And that's every yeah. lender... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's you know rules across the board. Do so. you remember? I'm gonna go off a little bit because uh, that's what I do. Because that's what we all do. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, like, say you were borrowing two hundred fifty thousand, and you needed like up. You're gonna pay upfront PMI. 
-hmm. for like, say, $3,000. Was there a program where, where they put a line item for the, the $3,000 upfront um, private mortgage insurance and then they added it to the loan amount? Yeah. That's called yeah. financed, MI. Yeah. We still yeah, yeah. do. We still okay. do that. Okay. Yeah. You can still finance okay. your, your single premium. And in some cases, that may be the better alternative for a borrower because really you're looking at that bottom line um, monthly payment for your borrower. And that's where a good mortgage lender is going to be critical well, because that, they're going yeah. to look at those different options and make sure that that borrower is getting the right option for them. Now, do you counsel the, the uh, loan officers on the, the, the mortgage insurance? We do training all the time. Okay. We go into lenders' offices all the time to so do training on programs. So let's go back to Kathy's and, point there. So 250000 you put X amount of dollars in the loan because mm-hmm. uh, FHA is different than this. So they actually can get that rebated back even though it's into the loan. So um, what Kathy was talking about was financing. Right, right, right. Say you were borrowing um, $220,000 on that property. Yeah. You would add the $3,000, so your loan amount is actually going to be $223,000. So it's a little different than FHA. Oh, definitely different than FHA. FHA, That's a whole different animal. You don't get any of that money back. No, and I'm not not really well-versed on FHA. No, no, no. Only that... No, I just... But if you pay... What I know to be true is if you paid the, the... upfront um, FHA fee. You don't get that back. No, N- no but if you But you can refinance, put it into the loan. If you refinance, you can use unused FHA Correct. fee. Correct. So then it's discounted. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I know. So. But that's a, that's a different, we could do a whole, I know. we have I know. to find someone that's yeah. good at FHAs. So give us, give us some of the newer programs. I think last time you were on Home Ready. Yep. So we were um, last time we were talking about the Home Ready program, and since then, Arch has come out with a new program called Equal Access. So portfolio lenders, um, the program is very similar to Home Ready without the so income restrictions. Tell everyone, what, tell everyone what a portfolio so, lender is. Okay. So a just, portfolio lender would be someone that's going to lend the property and keep the property, keep the loan on their books. So they, they don't, don't, they don't sell, it. sell it on the they're secondary sell, market. No, they're not selling it on yep, the secondary yep. market. They're holding the loan in portfolio. How many lenders, uh, I know uh, a handful, but how many lenders actually do that? Quite a few. Most community banks will portfolio uh, right. some loans. And the loans. savings banks and in town. you'll find that there's a lot of... Um, credit unions do credit that. Credit unions will do it. Um, but there are some independent mortgage bankers that will originate loans on behalf of portfolio lenders. So you can get some of these loans and it will be sold to a local lender that will keep it in their portfolio. Okay. So there's a lot of options for people to go out and get these types of loans. So what's the advantage of this equalizer? So uh, the equal access program, um, it's all the same um, underwriting criteria as home ready. You know, so there's, you, know, you can use border income. You can use um, income from uh, an in-law apartment. There's different things like that that you can do with it. it it's probably a whole show in itself, but right. there's a lot of benefits right, right, to right. home buyers. But with... Um, Fannie Mae's Home Ready program, you can't make more than 80% of area median income. So what Arch did was come up with a similar program where you can make 100% of area median income. So it's really opened it up a lot. Oh, a lot okay. Of, a lot of buyers so to be able to do it. So it's restricted at the 80%. Yeah. So with Arch, you can, you're restricted at 100% of area median income, which makes it a, a little more a little um, easier, a little easier for more people to qualify yeah. for the program. So, okay. Yeah. And can we're coming get- out with some you know, different community programs um, we're, we're trying to promote um, people to be able to uh, work and live in the same community. So school teachers, um, firefighters, yep. veterans. So we're coming up with some 1% down pr- 
down payment programs. Oh, it's um, fantastic. That that. So, you know, a lot of different things coming down. And we're trying to really promote home ownership and, and kind of get over that barrier of down payment, which a lot of people have. So right. if you're a consumer out there listening to the show, the thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have good credit. Um, you want to um, not have too much debt. And, um, you know, if you don't have the down payment, there are programs out there that will really right. help so you're you not be beneficial. A, you're not a big risk right. outside of you weren't able exactly. to save the 20%. Exactly. And which that's very difficult to with, do. With rents being what they are and um, student loan debt, um, you know, it is tough to save down payments nowadays. Right, right. Yeah. So literally 1% down. Yeah, yeah. We, we have programs where people can put 1% down on a mortgage. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Do you do it on, uh, you do it on multifamilies too, right? Um, the one percent down we don't. Resin. The one percent down okay. we don't. Um, but multifamily, you can put as little as five percent down. That's yeah. It, still it, really good. As long as you're going to be in one of the units. Yes. Owner yes. occupied. Yeah. Owner occupied. Good, good point, so, Kathy. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want yeah. any investors yeah. to say, yeah. "Hey, look yeah. what I can get." Yeah. Although you know what, with Arch, um, if you were putting fifteen percent down on an investment property, we will insure that. Really? Okay. Yeah. So we do we do that as well. So a lot of lenders want to see twenty five percent down right. investors. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of mind-boggling, huh? All the different programs. Yeah. And- there's plenty out there. And there's a lot going on in the lending community. And, um, you know, it's really important for lenders and realtors all to, you know, stay on top of everything that's happening. And attorney's offices, yeah. right? So we yeah. can send them to the right. Um, yeah, we were exactly. looking for, a, um, looking for, for, what was that program? Where the, or the mass housing? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. And I started Googling, like, um, lend- lenders that... Um, had the mass housing program, the affordable yep. program, or whichever one it was, and I was so surprised at how many of our lenders actually do that program, yeah. and we never knew, right? You know, right? So, and um, you know, we, Rick and I were talking about you know staying on top of everything. Um, this month we have the New England Mortgage Banker Show coming oh, up yeah. with the Mass Mortgage Bankers, so that's a great time to connect and, and learn more about these programs. So um, in Newport, Rhode Island, September twenty first and twenty second, um, any hmm. lender. Um, should, or even realtors are welcome to come Is and, your group and learn be more there? about Arch going to be there? Arch will be there, and um, yeah, so it'll be great. We're looking Maybe we should to try it. to get down there this year. Yeah. Yeah. We, we haven't gone in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. and it's great now that you know, things are starting to settle down. People are wanting to get out yeah, and yeah, go yeah. to conferences more, so it, it's going to be really well and It's attended. nice to see people that yeah. you haven't seen in For two sure. years. Or, exactly. But um, yeah, it's yeah. definitely changing. When they first used to have the Newport thing, they used to give all the giveaways and all the little things, and yeah. <laughs> I'd bring home bags for my kids there, and they thought it was like, Christmas time right. again there, so right. they're, they're getting away from that there, but uh, uh, but it's going to be a good group yeah. down there. And there's going to be a lot of exhibitors, and um, I, I think it'll be great. Yeah. yeah. I, Our, me- I remember one year, we were coming off of like like 2003 or 2004, we couldn't even breathe, or yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, I would say, or six, right? Yeah, yeah. We walk out of there, and neither one of us said a word all the way to the car, Yeah. and yeah. Um, I go, oh my God, we have a lot to do, yeah. <laughs> because we were so busy just right. pumping out the, the way our office that, always was. I always thought we were ahead of the game. We were like a trendsetter. We like always ever. were. And then we went down to Newport, wherever it was. 2006. And now everyone else is, all the other attorneys' offices are catching up with it. But now they're doing, oh, this, this, and this. I said, oh, yeah. boy, we, yeah. we, we, better, yeah. we better start getting so it needed back one, to we that. We were both speechless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's like, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what else is going on in the, uh, in the community world? So, um, you know, a lot of... Uh, we're trying to uh, promote a lot of diversity within the mortgage lending area. Um, the uh, National Association of Minority Mortgage Bankers um, is tr- 
trying to open up a chapter in Boston. So um, I'm a member, and we're trying to get more members so that we can open up this chapter. And one of the things that we want to do is start working with um, uh, community colleges and, and some of the local colleges and really get some of these people um, that are coming up through the ranks of um, college and, and want to get jobs and get them into the mortgage industry because we want to get more diversity in our, in our industry. People want to get their mortgage from someone that looks like them, let's face it. So um, we're trying to promote a little more diversity um, and, and, and get some, some of those uh, people into the mortgage industry. And so. I think it's hard to break into the mortgage exactly. industry as a, as a young adult right. or a, you know, yeah. a graduating from college because you know nothing right. and you have right. to find somebody to mentor you yeah. and... And, and the problem with loan origination is it's a commissionable job. So right. it's very difficult for someone to come out of college and start that job. So right. they really need some companies. Yeah, we to, don't see a lot of the young, yeah. young guys coming out or girls. Or girls. There are some. There are some. There's I some. notice a lot of community banks are starting to hire people, give them a salary um, to get them yes. started. So that way they can you know, establish themselves and then they move them to a commission structure. Um, and they're very successful. So we want to see more and more of that in the industry. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's that's important. Great. Yeah. So, to wrap it up, if they yeah. need to know about mortgage insurance, they they not necessarily call you. They call their lender Correct. as opposed to... Yeah. Or they can go to archmi.com because there's a lot of things for consumers there. Oh, that's good. A lot of helpful information. So, what is it? Yeah. Archmi.com. That's pretty cool. And yeah. uh, maybe we'll visit Lou down in uh, Newport this year. Yeah, day. definitely. I think so. We're going to have a booth. Down. Um, we have a um, meeting room, so or whatever. you're welcome yeah, to yeah. stop in and, yeah. and see us. I so. think we should go down this yeah, year. Yeah, that'd definitely. be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. it's always so good to have you yeah, on. Yeah, great this, to this be on. This flew by here. And you're so yeah. smart, Lou. I forgot so how smart you are. Oh, she forgot her R. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been drinking IPAs. <laughs> That's why Don Gavin's uh, yeah. favorite uh, toy store. Yeah, Toys, Toys Us. Us. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. It's no, been great. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, awesome. It was, it was great nice to, to see you. you. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for joining us. It's the Real Estate House Party. Lou Chinappi from Arch. Insurance. Kathy Holtz, a paralegal extraordinaire. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.